You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. Welcome to Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montrealouette's football. I am Tim Capper, along with Cliffy Day. It is, you know, it's like we've had Christmas twice this year. You know, we had it when they released the the initial 2021 schedule. And now, as we're taping this episode, they, Christmas came again. In more in more ways than one. Yes, except this time we're actually well a lot closer to getting actual presents. Now again, I'm of the belief that you know, like you know, don't get excited until it actually happens, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. Chris, like actual Christmas time. But uh, I mean, things are definitely heading in the right direction, and there's definitely reason to be excited for sure. Yeah, because if you, unless you've been living under the rock for the past forty eight hours, uh, we're playing football, folks, in twenty twenty one. So yeah, so so the Canadian CFL football. so so the CFL tells us so the with the schedule release, but we've had that before. I'm sure we you know we have to be a little cautious, obviously, because you know we we are still in a pandemic, but mm-hmm. this and but the way things are currently trending within Canada, it, it's a it's very positive that it's wow, wow we could possible that Percival Molson could actually be close to capacity by the end of the season? I mean, it, it's very possible. I mean, so to our credit, we've been definitely doing all the right things. At least I feel like we have been. I mean, numbers have definitely been showing that we're at least trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are getting vaccinated. People still wear masks. I mean, it's still mandated to wear masks here in Quebec. So, I mean, people are still doing that. I mean, by and large, I think everybody is doing their part to get back to as close to normal as possible. And that includes things like, you know, going outdoors to concerts and going to socialize with people. And yes, that also means going to sporting events. As we've seen, the Montreal Canadiens have had 2,500 fans in each of their playoff games, and it's worked out pretty well so far. Uh you were saying also too that uh, that number is going to be actually going up uh, for this uh, upcoming series against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So I mean, things are looking good. So all that said, now you've got the Canadian Football League essentially saying that it was a, a unanimous vote by the Board of Governors and the Commissioner that yes, football will be played in 2021. Yeah. I mean, this is this is terrific news for CFL fans. It's great news for the players as well because. They haven't stopped. Like they, they've been preparing as though they're going to go ahead, and now, now that they know that this hard work is going to be rewarded, at least there's a much better chance of it being rewarded now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, get get excited, folks. What what can I say? I mean, it's it, it looks like it's actually truly going to happen this time. Um, you know, we had I think we had some speculation a few episodes ago of what, and you and I have been talking about too about what the schedule would could look like. Um, but I was, uh, I don't, I'm glad there's a schedule. I, I, I don't have a positive, any, anything negative 
to say about the current, at least for us, we're, we're not the Ottawa Red Blacks, by the way. Thank God. Oh my God. I mean, they, they, you know, I, I understand their, 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 the issues that they may be having, but we don't have to play three games. We're, we're one of their opponents, but we don't have to play three, three games in 10 days. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it happens every season. Someone draws a short stick, and they've got to they got to have that sort of, you know, three games to ten days kind of grind, oh, and it, dude, it they're, sucks. They're weird. I mean, and, and they're going to be basically playing. I can't remember what week it is. They play two games in one week, <laughs> and they're playing, and they have a Tuesday and Wednesday games. I thought those are only reserved for Toronto Argonaut games. <laughs> uh, no, that's weird. I, how, how about the fact that the Montreal Alouettes don't have any Thursday night games? I mean, this was something that supposedly that the, the Alouettes wanted to hang their hat on, and thankfully cooler heads prevailed, and it wasn't necessarily the case. But like all all the games, uh, with the exception, of course, of Thanksgiving, which, by the way, folks, we do get our Thanksgiving Day games. Thanksgiving Monday. Thank God. You better be at the stadium because the Alouettes will be. Thank God. Yes. Now but the fact that it's unbelievable, we don't have like any Thursday night games you're to play. Right. It it's nice. I mean, it's Friday night, Saturday night. Like those those are those are our football and days. Saturday afternoon, we have two four o'clock games on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I honestly, I've got no complaints about this schedule whatsoever. I mean, you know, if you if you really want to find a negative, I guess it would have to be the fact that uh, the LOS are on a bye week week one. So yeah. it's like all the hype, all the excitement and everything like that of finally being able to get back on the field and, you know, football's back. And, uh, and then the LOS are just sort of sitting there like, you know, waiting their turn, waiting <laughs> their turn. <laughs> so but but it, it, again, this is one of those things it, it'll have it's bound to happen to you sooner or later, especially in a nine team league. You're going to get that. Someone's going to have to draw, like I said, draw that short straw and have to sit out that first week. I mean, it sucks because, again, the guys will have gone through training camp. There won't be any preseason games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's talk of maybe doing some uh, scrimmages with other teams, but uh, essentially it's just a training camp and then you wait, which it's tough. It's it's definitely tough, but every team goes through it sooner or later. This just happens to be the year the Alouettes have to be the ones on the outside looking in for that first week of Canadian football. Well, I mean, it's, it's the first time ever in franchise history, Montreal football franchise history, that they're opening up on a bye opening up on a bye week. Mm. It's never happened in their history since they be, the bye weeks have become the norm in the CFL. It's crazy. We've been lucky. Even well, that's lucky. it. And like I said, like you know, it's going to happen sooner or later, especially like with nine teams. I mean, like that's just like the numbers say that okay, someone's going to have to sit out. Like, and just this year, it's Montreal. Yeah. It it is what it is. Yeah. So the Alouettes will be opening up in week two, um, versus the Edmonton Elk Elks. Sorry, Elks. Elks uh, and even, it will though be, El, even though elk is plural, it's the elks. Yeah. It will be the first time in 643 days that the Alouettes will play football. And our home opener will be two weeks later on August 27th. 656 days since the last Alouettes home game. Feels like it feels like forever because well, 
it was forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the Alouettes, just a few tidbits. With the Alouettes home opener in August, the first time that they had their home opener in August was back in 1976. And the la- and their latest home opener in team history was September 29th, 1946, and that was their first season. That's going way back. Um, as we mentioned before, three Friday games, three Saturday games, one Monday. Two of the Saturdays are at 4 p.m. The Monday game is the is the 1 p.m. Thanksgiving Day game. Mm-hmm. And the Friday games are at 7.30. Um, if you happen to look at the schedule, it is weighted heavily. Home games are weighted heavily towards the second, ha- the second half of the season. And more specifically, the last um, five out of six weeks. We have four home games and one away game at the end of the year. And that was to be expected. They, this is something that they talked about was pretty much having the, the Eastern teams go out and start the season out West uh, for at least the first two or three games. So this is not a, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I mean, it's, you know, as, as things change, as provincial health guidelines and everything like that change, I mean, you know, you just never knew which way things were going to go. So obviously the CFL was taking the safe route, ensuring that games were still going to be played and everybody was going to be able to stay in a safe environment. So, yeah, like I said, it's one of those weird quirks. Like, for example, like how the NHL, like you know the you know the Montreal Canadiens played only Canadian teams until they got to the playoffs. Right. That's just the way it worked out. Like being in the Northern Division and only Canadian teams for the the regular season. You know, it's not going to be like that forever. You know, this was just a, a special one-off. Just like I think this particular schedule is going to be a one-off as well. I mean, that's that's just the way it, it worked out this year. Um. For the, I'm double checking here as we're talking, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, for the first time, Cliff, since 1973, the league plays only 14 games. Mm. Obviously, it, this is because of a different situation. Um, but there are still some quirks to this actual schedule itself. Um, and we play Ottawa four times. You don't usually see that in the regular season. You usually don't see that, but I, and I, well, to be fair, I've not looked at some of the other, uh, some of the other, um, schedules. Obviously they have to be weighted heavily that way too, for each of these divisions, because they're, you know, we're not playing home and home series with all the teams. Most of the teams in the West. Yeah. Uh, on the plus side, we don't go to BC place this year. Uh, just, I was just about to say that. So, so, so the quirks of this with this 14 game schedule and not playing home and home with everybody. We actually do not play at home versus Edmonton for the first time since 1979. We don't play at home versus Calgary for the first time since 1980. We don't play at BC for the first time since 1980. And we don't play at Saskatchewan for the first time since 1979. Yeah. And I, I, if I remember correctly, that's, that's, that was at the point where I think some of the 
preseason games. I'd have to go back and check. Some of the preseason games were versus, the, were, I think, were versus some of the teams at West. Mm. This wasn't a full home-and-home home versus East-West. All right. So. No, lots of very interesting quirks that I think is going to make this a very memorable season for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. So, and I guess the question is now, because with the release of the, with the announcement yesterday from the CFL and with the league promising updates on how fans will be allowed into the stadium and whatever the procedures are going to be coming soon. And the Alouettes said that today too with their announcement with the schedule. How is this going to look for fans in the CFL? Um, obviously, it was mentioned today by Justin Dunk because he was on the uh, the Rod Peterson show, which, by the way, he happened to me- he happened he happened to forget the province of Quebec when talking about <laughs> when talking about the different teams. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the provincial governments and how what they're going to decide. And as you mentioned before, with the even though Premier Legault Kier was putting pressure on uh, on our health minister to have to allow more fans into the Bell Center, which is a closed environment, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. They only increase it by an extra thousand people, right? Which I'm sure they'll be masked, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So how is it going to work here? You know, there were there have been numbers thrown around that it's going to be thirty five percent. So. And I asked for this clarification, and it was like, well, is it 35% of the 20,000? And I was told at that time, this is before the the announcement that we were going to play again, that no, it was 35% of the entire stadium. So what is our official, is it just under 24,000? Or just under? Just under, just... Just under twenty, yeah, just under twenty four thousand. I think it's just under twenty four. So do the math. So thirty, you know, approximately, approximately one third. We'll say one third. And you have your, you have your numbers. Yeah. No, and again, like, and it all could change again. It, it all depends on, as I said, like we've we've got to keep doing everything that we've been doing so far because I mean things are looking things are looking up for the first time in a long time. Uh, things are like restrictions are being loosened, but I mean that could all change again, especially too if people just don't pay attention anymore. Like yeah. you know, a lot of people get into that mindset of okay, well we're allowed to do this now, we're allowed to do that, and let's just go nuts and pretend everything's back to normal. I'm like it doesn't quite work that way. Like no, and, it's not working the same way here as it is in the United States, right? I um, mean, it, I, I have to admit, it was jarring the other night to see the 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 arena in Vegas completely full and like. Some people were wearing masks. I'll give them credit, but I mean, like by by and large, it just felt like okay. Like as far as they were concerned, COVID was over. <laughs> like, did, did you happen to notice though, too? By the way, and I know we're getting off on a tan- on a going off topic here slightly. That even though it wasn't a technically a full arena, because they had those tarps over the seats nearest the benches. Right. So, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
but yeah. but still, I'd rather have rough math. I'd rather have anywhere between seven seven thousand to seventy five hundred in stadium here in Montreal. Yeah. If, if my math is correct, right? Please and, at uh, me on tw- on Twitter if my math is completely way off. Right, and I, I think that's a, a decent goal to aim for, especially too by the time we get. You know, by the time August 27th rolls around, if we can be at that point where we can do that, I think that would be a, a massive step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then just as as time goes on, as the months, you know, as August turns into September to October, so on and so forth, I mean, if somehow, like if everything keeps going the way it should be and we can get to the capacity by the time November rolls around, I mean... I think it'd be exciting. And I think at that point too, I, I want to believe as well, especially with the product that the Alouettes are going to be putting out on the field, this is going to be a successful product and people are just going to be at a fever pitch and wanting to see football bad enough that yes, it's going to be cold in November and December. I, I, dude, that last game, and see that that's, uh, and I knew you were going to bring that up because if, if everybody, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, Saturday game at 4 PM, that would be perfect. You know, a, a four o'clock game for the last home game of the year. Nah, it's a Friday game at 7.30, you know, in the middle of November. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, to be fair, if anybody remembers what it was actually, how weird the weather was last November. You know, 24th of November last year, there's a picture of me on my social media. 24th of November, it was, or it was something around that. It was 20, I was wearing shorts in November in Montreal. <laughs> so who knows? It's true. It's true. I mean, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. I mean, there's no question about that, but I mean, what's interesting to me is that with the announcement that came about, about the return to play being okayed and it was anonymous and all that. But uh, I think what what's really impressive is that a lot of people were worried that, there's going to be changes being made, like drastic changes, like, uh, for example, allowing two extra teams in the Grey Cup playoffs, So, which, which would essentially be eight of nine teams. Uh, a, a lot of worry was going to be, uh, you know, other other rule, rule changes or, you know, were things going to be, like, was, were the wheels going to be put into motion with uh, maybe adopting some different rules sort of, to sort of ease into the whole potential XFL-CFL merger some people are uh, still wanted to keep talking about, but uh, I mean, as of right now, we're, we're still no further ahead as far as I'm concerned from the announcement made several months ago about this possibility that the XFL and the CFL could potentially work together. Uh, there's, there's still so much speculation as to where that's going to go. So, I mean, for, for that, for the, the board of governors to come out yesterday and Randy and Bruce to come out yesterday and pretty much say that really, truly the only changes happening is, it's a 14 game schedule and two bye weeks and you know, like by and large things are pretty much where they're supposed to be. Like no, there's no one division. There's no eight of nine teams making the playoffs kind of nonsense. Like things are back, you know, it's coming. The CFL is coming back as close to the traditional format that we've come to expect over the years. Right. And, and to me, I, I think that's, that's huge. I think for that to come back without any sort of weird, quirks or anything like that like nothing too crazy i mean obviously this is going to be a very unusual season for all sorts of reasons but i think trying to keep the idea is to get back to normal everybody keeps talking about i think in doing this it shows that okay 
we're aiming to get back to what we consider to be normal for the Canadian Football League. So for them to come out and do this and say the, as far as I'm concerned, they did and said the right things, saying that this was a unanimous vote to to go ahead and play because there was also rumors that perhaps Toronto or even Montreal were not interested in playing again, which I thought would be ridiculous. But where where that garbage came from, I was like, come on. Yeah, I mean, no. And that's the thing. And maybe, again, at least if nothing else, maybe that truly was the case. But you know what? They still provided that united front that the CFL needs to show. And kudos to them for doing so. Like, I, it, it's great to see and just to see the fans so excited to know that football is coming back later this year is it's just that. It's exciting. And we had to also give props because, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if this really got lost in the shuffle when it came to the announcement that the league was coming back. Um, obviously the CFLPA has played a huge part in this and we as fans really need to thank the players because I heard that there were 19 amendments done to the current collective bargaining agreement for the 2021 season. 19. I've heard that a lot of them are not it's not something that we would really care about as fans, but some of them I, I don't have the list in front of me. But there are there are some that, you know, they worked. They they seem to have worked hand in hand with the CFL in getting this done because yeah. I have heard some very unique. Um, protocols that may be put in place for the fans. Uh, excuse me, for the for the players. Hmm. So it will it twenty twenty one is not going to be your typical season, whether we're up on the field or not. Right. And the one thing that I'll just add add to what you were talking about as far as the uh, the players' association working with the the CFL is a far cry from this time last year when all the talk was about uh, Randy Ambrosi going to the Canadian government with like hat in hand, looking for a, a handout to help, to help move the league along. And the players weren't even involved in that. And they had no little to no say in any of that. Like but, it's, yeah, that was, a giant, them to, that was a huge cluster. We all know that. Uh, oh, massive. And, you know, I, 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 I want to believe at that point, lessons were learned and maybe sometimes you have to do things the hard way. And I think that with that in mind, the league was very, and the board of governors were very smart to have the PA involved as much as they had. And uh, like I said, kudos to the PA for working with the league because at the end of the day, it strengthens everybody. It, it makes the product better. It makes everything better. I mean, that's and that's really what you want to show is that like this is a strong, powerful league. It has the potential to be something really special. I mean, you know, twenty twenty definitely knocked everybody for a loop, but. A lot of sports leagues got knocked down, but they dusted themselves off and they kept on going. CFL didn't quite do that in 2020, but in 2021, I think it showed that, okay, mistakes were made. We're correcting them. Yeah. We weren't sure how to, pro, pro, you know, how to progress with other things. We have a better idea now. It's not going to be perfect, but damn it, we're, gonna be, we're coming back and coming back stronger. 
And that's 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 the message that I got from the the league and the players and the teams. Everybody that's associated with the Canadian Football League, that's the message I got from them. And at that point, how do you not be excited? How do you not be stoked knowing that this is going to be happening? This this is barring something catastrophic as far as like health and safety concerns and all that goes. We're getting football back in 2021, Canadian football that is back in 2021. It may not be exactly like you folks remember it, but it's back and you've got to appreciate it for what it is and just be thankful that things now look like they're heading back to as close to normal as possible. I'm curious to know, because Justin Dunk was talking about it today. He happened to bring up the point about the, you know, the NFL did not have any preseason either. And it was the highest scoring season in, in history. Mm-hmm. That, that could easily bode well. I mean, we know the CFL, you can get some high scores. Yeah. It really makes me wonder. And I, I am almost hoping for that that we get we get some shootouts this year. You know, let let's let every team, you know, come close to or break their all time high in, in points scored in the season. Let let let's see this. Definitely, let's let's. I mean, think about Matt Dunnigan's record of seven hundred plus yard passing yards. Mm-hmm. Imagine if someone just decides to go past that this year, and could very well happen. I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to be tested this year, and I mean, there's there's so much potential firepower out there like, among all nine teams, and it, it's so difficult. Like, I, I know a lot of people are wanting to do predictions right away and trying to get that. Like, you can't. Uh, you can't. You, you really, you really can't. Uh, you can assume, but I mean, you know what happens when you assume, right? So, right. Now. Here's a question because I, I was looking looking into this last night. Now that we have this, we have the the, the schedule out. Uh, look, uh, we are going to be playing. Uh, are you and I going to bet on the Owls winning the Grey Cup, like we did last year when we were in Ooh. Atlantic City? Because I've I've looked at some of the Canadian odds, and for twenty five bucks. They win the entire thing. We can make anywhere between two twenty and two fifty. Hmm. Return. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think we got to look into this, <laughs> and especially too with uh, the Canadian government is trying to get single game betting passed through. I uh, know. Because didn't uh, the CFL use Bet99 last year, right? Was uh, it, it was Bet365. It was Bet365. I'm or, pretty sure it was. Or was it the Argos that used Bet99? Maybe it was the Argos. And I know Bodog go, does a lot of love with, uh, with, well, with Canadian sports in general. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah Bodog too. I mean, if they, if, I mean, hey, if you, if you guys at Bodog are listening, I mean, Maybe we can uh, we can figure something out. You know, yep. I'm sure there's other degenerates that'll be willing to get on board <laughs> and, uh, and and get get in on some of this action. So, uh, you know, add us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, sort of off topic for the for the for the Alouettes, but uh, more of a CFL thing since we are talking about the return of the CFL. I was able to to break yesterday on on my social um, that. CFL stats legend Steve Daniel has actually been rehired by the CFL as a stats consultant. 
Um, I spoke with him recently, and he was able to give me that news. If if you most of you don't remember who Steve is, we've had him. We had him on quite a few times uh, over the over the six years that we've been doing this show, and uh, he was one of those front office staffers that were let go in in August of 2020 after the season was canceled. So I'm glad to have him back. Uh, in some form with the CFL this season. He was, uh, he's, he is a stat goat. He's a goat when it comes to that. So, yeah, greatest of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and such a, a valuable resource, not just for us as podcasters, but also for the league, for, for all nine teams. Uh, I mean, like just a wealth of information. I mean, the work he's put into compile all of these stats and to the point like you and I, we can ask him just about anything. And, Within minutes, he'll have an answer for us. Mm-hmm. It's it's remarkable, and this is a great resource that literally anyone can use. And for the CFL to have him back in the fold is a tremendous step forward. You talk about as I as I talked about before with getting back to as close to normal as possible, bringing back a Steve Daniel for the Canadian Football League. It's a move that would fly over most CFL fans' heads, and that's fine. But for like your, your stat junkies, for people that really are in the know and all that, like people who know Steve Daniel know exactly what he brings to the table. And knowing that he is back in the fold with the Canadian Football League is that's a huge get, as they say. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of standalone episodes coming up uh, where we're talking with, uh, with CFL alum and CFL players. So stay tuned for those. Uh, we, we felt that with this news today deserved its own show. Um, but so, so stay tuned, uh, on all of our socials, including Alouette's flight Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, radio tune in. And also do not forget about, if you can head over to our YouTube page, um, and subscribe as we're going to be having some content, added content that we're going to be putting up there, including the, the full episodes of our podcast. Uh, also, we got some interesting news coming out in the near, near future. Uh, we're hoping to partner with some, uh, partner with some people for some giveaways and stuff like that. And so we'll have a, that announcement, uh, come out very shortly. And obviously we, we ourselves are going to be having giveaways uh, In fact, uh, we're, we're still waiting to hit our 600 followers <laughs> so that we can give away some stuff. Yes. So if y'all want some swag, I mean, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone. Let them know about the Alouette's flight deck. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them to follow us on Twitter. I mean, like th- this is the opportunity, folks. Like As soon as we hit 600 followers on Twitter, we're doing a giveaway. Who doesn't like free stuff? That's right. Uh, we, but we, we have a lot more to come with that, too, because uh, we – uh, we have some pretty interesting stuff, and we're still coming up with ideas for the contest that's re- that we're going to be doing. But but stay tuned as uh, Cliff and I will be racking our brains on what we're going to be doing. And also, um, uh, do not forget about our, our – if you want merch, I know we're going to be giving some stuff out in the near future. But if you want to get some stuff now, it's become very popular as of late. Head over to our merchandise store. Uh, that's at teespring.com slash stores slash Al's flight deck and um maybe uh with the season coming up uh, I, I I think I see a promo code coming in the near future so um 
there you go. I mean, folks, I mean, like you've seen the swag. I mean, like it's, I won't say it's flying off the shelves, but I mean, like lot, we're starting to see more and more of it. I mean, like and we're talking not just in Canada, but like in the United States as well. Like yeah. folks are snapping up stuff. I mean, like I'm telling you, like if you want to support the flight tech and we definitely appreciate each and every one who does. I mean, what better way to do so than with some killer merch? And let me tell you, like the stuff is great. The products are high quality. They look sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like we, we, we won't have that drip if, as the kids say, but I mean, like, oh, God, <laughs> if you, you, you want to look fly, I've ever. Oh, my right God. You know <laughs> <laughs> Just buy the merch. Support. Local. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Tim, you're supposed to be stopping me from this nonsense. No, I'm, 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 I'm allowing you to make a fool out of yourself. <laughs> well, I don't need your help to make a fool there out of myself. Go. I can do that very well on my own. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised that you didn't use the word lit. Uh, well, is it too late to edit? Are we live? <laughs> We're never live yet. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, as I say, we got a, uh, some great shows coming out and more to talk about, obviously, with the season coming up and and news on how fans will be allowed in the stadiums, and we'll keep you up to date as as we can, as best as possible. Uh, don't forget socials for us. Uh, Alouette's FL Deck on Twitter. Uh, Cliff is at Cliffy D, and I'm at Repact R E P P A C T. Uh, so st- stay tuned for more information and for more updates too on on this 2021 season that we've been waiting for 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 such a long time. And obviously the alt also the the other way that you can help make sure that this 2021 season goes without a hitch is to make sure you get your vaccination. That's all we can. We want to make sure that we want to see you in the stands masked up or not, but there's always Social, there, socially distanced or not. Yep. There's always a way that we can help get where we need to be is to make sure, please uh, make sure that you get your, that you do get your vaccination. So uh, no matter where you are across the country, uh, make sure you yep. get, get, get vaxxed up. You can say, you, you, you can you say, oh, you're swole or you're vaxxed. There you go. I mean, and that's the thing. This is what I keep talking about, about like us following the rules and just doing those things that you need to do in order to make things happen. As far as getting back to quote unquote normal goes, mm. these are the things you have to do. Go get vaccinated, wear your mask, socially distant, keep following all the rules that we've been doing now for the better part of a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think th- this is proof positive that something's working here. I, I think this is this is a very good the fact that we're getting closer and closer to getting football back as as close to as what we know from before. This is a huge. I mean, this shows that the work that we've been doing is going to pay off. Like mm-hmm. there, there's finally that light at the end of the tunnel is getting bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter. I mean, that's to me, that's what I'm taking from all of this. And it's because we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So keep at it, folks. That's that's all there is to it. Like. Whatever you need to do to get things back to normal, that's what's got to be done. Exactly. Simple as that. Yep. So we will be back in a very short period of time. Uh, as I said, uh, follow us on socials and uh, uh, just enjoy the news that you heard today as Alouette and CFL fans that you will most likely be able to get somehow to get into Percival Molson Stadium, watch your team play, and and hopefully recreate and continue what was started back in 2019. And let's let's get this, you know, let's support this team and let's get these guys, to, you know, hopefully get these, support these guys all the way through to the Grey Cup. So 
Damn right. Yep. So for everybody here at the Elements Flight Deck for Cliffy D, I'm Tim Capper. We're on Final Approach. Take Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.